0: You're listening to U-Radio. Let your voice be heard. My name is Ryan Funk here on U-Talk, a program dedicated to diversity, highlighting native-born and new Canadians' cultures and experiences. How do you succeed in the media industry? Well, Miguel Hernandez seems to have cracked the code. Miguel has been heavily involved in media, working for video productions both in front and behind the camera. Is currently the creator and CEO of Grumo Media. You are heavily involved in media and have quite a repertoire yes. on your resume. So tell me a little bit about why you wanted to get into media and uh, also teaching. You have ten years. Uh, yeah. In media and nearly ten years at uh, Udemy or Uda. I can't even. U- I can't even say th- it's
1: called. It says Udemy. So the idea was uh, of that name was uh, to call it the Academy of You. So they put the U in, top, in front of academy and get rid of academy, and they, they, the combination of both words was Udemy. Udemy, yeah. So,
0: Udemy. I mean that's clever.
1: Yes, uh, they're doing very well. They just raised two hundred and twenty million dollars recently, so they're good, good. But anyways, going back to the orig- why I'm into media and teaching, I've always been interested in video uh, since I guess my second or third job. Um, I was working on a manufacturing company, and uh, I, I thought a great way to promote some of the products was through video. And at that time, uh, 3D animation was starting to become popular. So we're talking early 2000s. Uh, so I decided to start animating some other machinery, and it was very successful in terms of sales and training, uh, those videos and our marketing. And then once I got laid off, I started freelancing doing videos, uh, specifically animated videos for for industrial purposes. And then I got into filmmaking because I wanted to learn how to tell stories. So I joined this this local school where they taught taught, how to use a camera and and how to write a script and all of that. And and then that led to a series of gigs in the music video industry. I worked there for three years. Then I worked uh, in a television company for a couple of years as a camera operator and uh, one of the IT guys and then I started my own animation studio in 2010 where I start creating uh, explainer videos for for startups and companies from all around the world most of them in Silicon Valley and exactly. I have I had this studio called Grumovinia doing these explainer videos for the last 10 years but one of the things that I did early on uh, in uh, after I started my studio was to to create on- online courses, because I had a lot of people coming to my studio that couldn't afford the typical fee for one of these animated uh, videos, which is between $5,000 or $10,000 to create one of these videos. And a lot of these companies being startups, they didn't have the budget. So I decided to create an online course where I would teach people how to create these videos for themselves. And I posted it on my website and started getting a few sales. And then that same year, we're talking 20, uh, 2011, Udemy uh, started. Uh, so they, they were one year in business, but they were looking actively looking for online instructors. And I found them, and I uploaded that same course on Udemy. And to my surprise, that course did very, very well that first year. So we're talking uh, it made over $96,000 U.S., with me just uploading it there and to me that was like the biggest light bulb in history i was like what are you kidding you just sit at home and record an online course and you can make a pretty good living so since then i have always been teaching online uh, because i really enjoyed i had lots of feedback from my students now over thirty-five thousand students on udemy uh, you know that are very happy with my courses and so I've been recording a few more courses over the years, and I think it's a, it's a great way to reach people and also make money as well.
0: Just listening to you, I, I can hear the passion in your voice as you're talking about this. Yeah. So why don't we talk a little bit about that journey? Is there kind of a key moment during your uh, your career in media that stands out to you as this is the right path?
1: Uh, so there, there are two different... Moments. I guess one uh, when I started my studio, my animation studio, I guess the key moment was really at the beginning when I actually was not doing very well financially because before starting an animation studio, I spent almost two years trying to launch a software startup by myself, and I made a lot of uh, first entrepreneurial mistakes, like not validating the idea, and not hiring people early on, and stuff like that. Um, so I was a little bit kind of desperate. I need to make money, so I created this video. And I sent it to the via support channel to this startup in Silicon Valley. And I got very, very lucky because the guy that was running the marketing department is a guy that is uh, very big in Silicon Valley. His name is Alexis Ohanian. He's now married to Serena Williams, and he was the co-founder of a huge uh, social media platform called uh, Reddit. And he really liked that video. And, and he said, I'm gonna promote this video to everybody I know in in, in in my network. And we're talking hundreds of startups. So really that was a the, one of the biggest moments in my career going from no money, zero zero experience, uh, running an animation studio to basically in a couple of weeks having over 40 startups knocking on my door, asking for a video because I did this video for free really. Uh, Mm-hmm. and send it to to this guy and he really liked it so i mean it was a matter of luck and opportunity and i don't know what happened there the stars aligned and and i was like off to the races basically right uh, so that was i mm-hmm. guess the highest point in my uh st- animation studio uh career i guess or media career yeah mm-hmm.
0: Let's take a step back a little bit. You moved to Canada in 1996. Yes. What was like life like before then? And what were some of the difficulties you faced adjusting to a new country and uh, trying to find a career there?
1: Before coming to Canada, obviously I was living in Spain, but one of the for for us to move to Canada was that before moving to Canada, I spent a year in Houston, Texas, As an exchange student. And while I was there, I used to write uh, to my parents a lot saying, Hey, I'm really enjoying it here. And, you know, if you, I was kind of planting the idea that if they ever wanted to move abroad, because I guess my father over the years, he mentioned, "Ah, It'd be nice to live in a different country. So I kept saying, Why don't you try, you know, moving here for a year? And of course, at that time, they were not ready for that. But then it just happened that my parents, got uh, divorced. And then my father is like, you know what, now that I'm kind of starting from scratch, let me really consider this idea of moving to a different country, because you've been mentioning it all the time. So originally, he tried to apply to move to the United States, but that was very difficult. And then he's like, what is the closest thing to the United States that I could move on? And it has a pretty nice uh, quality of living. And then he looked into Canada and out of Canada, he picked Vancouver. Just because of the weather, really. So like he was looking at the. This is before, uh, basically, the beginning of the internet. So there was not a lot of information. So he had the Encyclopaedia Britannica, and he started looking for cities in, for like the weather patterns in, in the Encyclopaedia Britannica. And then he, <laughs> and then he's like, you know what? If we're gonna go to Canada, let's just go to Vancouver because the, the winters in the rest of Canada, I don't know if we could handle that. Uh, so, anyways, long story short, he went through the whole application process, and then he. Uh, He got accepted, and because we were his dependents, me, my brother, and my sister, we also got uh, accepted as well, and we moved to Canada, and uh, we started from zero, and you're talking about the difficulties, well, I guess the main difficulties is that my dad only had uh, enough money saved to basically support us for one year, Uh, and um, it came very close that he was going to run out of money. But luckily, before the year was over, he was able to secure a, a job at a local um, tech startup here in Vancouver. And that was enough to pay the bills and keep us going indefinitely. And then eventually, me, my brother, and my sister found jobs, right? But uh, I, was, I that first year was very, very difficult because we didn't know. I mean, for many reasons, obviously, we didn't speak the language perfectly, or although I knew Quite a bit of English because I was, I spent a year in Houston, but still it was not like mm-hmm. not very polished. Um, and then my dad, of course, he was, I think he just turned 50, so starting from scratch in, a, in another country at 50 years old was also very tricky. I think he sent over a thousand resumes before he had a, mm-hmm. an opportunity to get a job. So that that first year was, was very tricky, but eventually we made it and we we're still here. <laughs>
0: I've talked to a number of other uh, individuals who have similar stories where they come over uh, humble beginnings and have found uh, success uh, in that uh, community in Vancouver.
1: It's interesting because over the years, uh, I've come to enjoy and like and love uh, Vancouver and Canada more. (laughs) Uh, There was a little bit of a cultural shock, especially coming from (laughs) a uh, country in in Southern Europe where we're very warm and and I think... uh, uh more I, I don't know if you would say passionate or uh, there's something about the uh, latin culture that i couldn't find here right and it took me a while to understand mm-hmm. you know what this is a different country there's different people different culture and of course they have a lot of positive things but at the beginning i was a little bit uh, i i i felt hard to make deep relationships with people and i felt that um that, I don't know, it, it was hard to, and it, for many reasons, you know, because I'm a I'm immigrant, so I, di- I didn't have deep roots with uh, with people here. Like, you know, I didn't go to high school here. I didn't, I was didn't grow up here. So it was hard at the beginning to make these connections. And I used to think there is, of course, there's culture, culturally we're very different, you know, people from Canada and, and Spain. Uh, but I mean, I'm married now to a Canadian woman, uh, so obviously I was able to integrate fully and uh, and embrace the culture, uh, but it has been a uh, a process, right? Now another thing I've heard other people saying is that, and I've noticed that the people in in Vancouver they tend to be a little bit more standoffish or I mean maybe cold, colder than in. Eastern Canada, so because I've, I've met people from Eastern Canada coming here and say, hey, uh, you know, they're not as friendly as uh, in, you know, Quebec or Montreal or something like that, right? So maybe that's just part mm-hmm. of the Vancouver vibe, uh, which I have relate to a little bit, but um, now I have, you know, a few friends here, and I mean, it's been many years, right? So I had enough time to, to integrate mm-hmm. and all of that, but uh, I, other than that, I think it's an amazing city, like... We have everything we could imagine, the mountains, the, you know, the weather is not perfect, but it's very similar to where I came from in Bilbao, which is rainy all the time back in Spain, where I used to come from. So, but yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy now. I'm very happy. Mm
0: -hmm. So you come to a new country, you're establishing yourself, you're starting up uh, your media company, your animation studio. How do you stay connected to your roots uh, as you're, you know, you're finding success in your career? as well as adjusting to a new environment? How do you stay connected to your culture and where you come from?
1: Uh, I used to write a lot of letters, handwritten letters. The first year, this is, again, we're talking just the beginning of email, right? 1996. So I I remember the first year I wrote over probably close to 100 handwritten letters to all my friends in Spain. So there was a lot of communication uh, with snail mail. Uh, back in the day. So that was one way that I kept in touch. And then once email came and became more widespread, then I used to use email a lot. And another thing, of course, is that um, I used to, and I still uh, travel back to Spain quite a bit because my mom still lives there. I know a lot of my friends live there. So my main way of keeping in touch has been using email a lot. Now WhatsApp, I have a couple of WhatsApp groups with all my friends in Spain that I I can see what they're up to all the time, which is great. And traveling, almost uh, every year or every other year, I go back to Spain, and I I spend time with my family and friends. So uh, it it really takes a little bit of investment because it's been 26 years. And I know people that have moved to a different country. And after, you know, five, 10 years, they they lost a lot of the original contact with our culture, but I, I've made a conscious effort not to, not to lose that. It's not the same as as when I was living there, but I still have good relationships with most of my, or uh, uh, friends from from growing up in Spain, and of course my mom.
0: So, what advice would you give? other immigrants in finding success in their careers when they're just coming to this new place they don't have any of these connections and the culture is alien to them
1: in our case it was our choice to move here right so we were already kind of open to the idea we're gonna hustle as hard as we can to to get a job or to find a career here if you move to camp because you have any other choice then it, it may be it's going to be maybe culturally difficult to to adapt because maybe you just didn't want to come here. It was maybe the only option that you had if you're a refugee or something like that. But in either case, you, you have to be very open-minded and understand that there's always going to be differences culturally, but that now you're in a different playing ground. So the rules that may apply in, in your country are different and you just have to... Uh, be open-minded and respect uh, the place that you are and you you happen to be in in one of the best countries for immigration in the world and with a great uh, quality of life and a lot of opportunities. So I would recommend people to be ready to hustle a lot and to provide value as much as you can to help other people. There's a lot of um, ways you can volunteer in, in Canada to which, of course, they don't pay you, but they're great to make connections. I remember volunteering for a couple of organizations. When I wanted to get into film, I just, locally, you know, you you just, you could apply to be a camera guy at a, at a local television show for free, you know? And it was a great opportunity to get real world experience. And they were not as picky choosing people because they're basically getting people for free. So I think volu- volunteering is a great, way to get your foot in the door uh, to make those connections first connections and then if they they see that you're you're working hard and that you care and you have passion about what you're doing that will lead to other opportunities Uh, and of course if you're looking for a job then be ready to send hundreds if not a thousand resumes before you get a call back uh, like in the case of my dad especially if you're immigrating when you're you know over 40 years old or 50 years old which gets harder right so you really have to have that hustle mentality. And, and if you work hard, you, you'll find a job for sure.
0: Miguel has been passionately sharing his experiences for media, creating tutorials on the Grumo Media YouTube channel on how people can make a living teaching online. If you have any stories you'd like us to share or communities we should highlight, leave a comment on our social media or reach out to us on our website. I'm Ryan Funk. This was you talk and have yourself a good one.